Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Kaylee Castroverde. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. I don't really pay much attention to sports, so I know that there are listeners that like sports. Um, they, they've reached out to me because I've said things like sports ball and they've said stop calling it that. It's insulting, so um, I'm not going to stop calling it that, but if you're looking for a sports podcast, then you should definitely check out Sports Nuts, which is S-P-O-R-T-S-N-U-T-Z, uh, hosted by Tracy and Bruce. And this is one of those shows from the Podnuts Network. They are a sponsor of the show, and a big thank you goes out to them um, for normal tech fans by normal tech fans. But this isn't really about tech. This is a show all about sports. So they discuss sports news, current events. Uh, what different organizations are doing right and what they're doing wrong. And this is all from the perspective of a fan. So if you are into sports, unlike me, you should check out this uh, show hosted by Tracy and Bruce. Again, that's podnuts.com, P-O-D-N-U-T-Z.com. And special thank you to them for sponsoring the show. And for those of you that don't know, I record this podcast live at 3 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. I also record it on Saturdays, but I never know when I'm going to get a chance to sit down and, and record it, so uh, I don't have a time for that. But we're on episode 92. We're going to start with a review, feedback from you guys. Uh, Adam L. Uh, wrote in, what a great voice, great show, hashtag bring back the beard. Boy, I've heard that a lot the past week. <laughs> Uh, I also received an email from John. Uh, they said, hey, dude, the podcast is good. I've already reviewed your podcast on Apple. I happen to have one little question. Maybe you could spend one half second on. Uh, here it is. I'm a physical game buyer mostly uh, because I do not want to blow a lot of money on an expensive SD card. However, I do have a 128 gigabyte card, and I'm thinking of buying games digital or start to. And I noticed the Switch has a quick archive option. So does that mean if an SD card is full or close to full, you can use that option to free space on the card? It's my understanding that only the game downloads to the card and the save file of the game data saves to the Switch. And do you think a 128 gigabyte SD card is good for buying all digital? I mean, worst case, I could buy another card that size and switch them out. Uh, look forward to your feedback, John. Well, thank you very much for uh, writing in. Uh, if you are looking for, um, if you want to let your voice be heard, uh, go ahead and send an email to runjumpstomp at gmail.com, just like John did. Um, you know, John, I have a 128 gigabyte card on on my Switch, and I feel like it's got plenty of room. I'm not all digital. I've got quite a few physical games, um, but I think 128 gigabytes is enough. What you really want to pay attention to is the speed of the card. The cards have different speeds. I think class 10 is the speed that you want to go for. 
Uh, but I don't know off the top of my head if that's the best or not. Now, the main question that you were asking is, can you archive a game and bring it back? Yes. The If you're running out of room, you can delete a game and then re-download the game later because it's on your account, so you own it. So you can re-download the game later, and your save file will still be there. Now, you can also delete your save file, so make sure that you're paying attention to what you're doing. Um, but it is possible to delete a game and keep the uh, save file right there. So uh, thank you very much, John, for emailing me. If you're looking to get a hold of me, there's other ways you can. You can uh, tweet at me at runjumpstomp. You can call and leave a voicemail. That's 260-RUN-JUMP, 260-786-5867. And, of course, you can join our Discord at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. It's time for the news. Before Nintendo came out with Super Metroid, we wanted to make sure it was the most intense Metroid battle ever. So we thought we'd see how Killer here would fare against it. Ready, boy? That's 24 megs worth of weapons, world, and weirdos old killers up against Nintendo's biggest game ever. He's a big boy. He can handle it. Well, let's see how he did. Ship it! Super Metroid, only on the Super NES. So there's a new game from the creators of Dust, Elysium Trail. Elysium Trail is a really cool side-scrolling uh, adventure game that I played on PC. Uh, so I think that the creators have done, did a really good job with that. So that makes Never Stop Seeking Sneaking something that is interesting to me. I watched the video, uh, and it's a game that's coming to the Switch, obviously. Uh, I watched the video, and at first, I, when watching it, I, I looked at the graphics and I said to myself... Boy, is this a Switch game or is this something that's coming to the 3DS? And I, I wasn't I like I thought maybe I was wrong about it coming to the Switch because the graphics really looked like something off of the 3DS. Um, but then they zoom out, and that's where it makes sense because when you're zoomed in, the game really does not look very good. Uh, it looks like a 3DS game that's been upscaled to the Switch. Now I don't think that this game has been on the 3DS. So I don't think that's what's happening. Um, but what kind of game is it? Well, it's a stealth game, and it looks really, really fast-paced. If you click on the link in the show notes, what you're going to see is a YouTube video. And if you jump forward in time through the video, uh, you, you get past all of the cutscene stuff, and then you actually get to see what the gameplay is like probably, uh, I don't know, about 40 seconds in or so. Uh, there's parts where it's like a bullet hell shooter, uh, it looks like there's an upgrade system where you can decide how you're going to upgrade your character. You can see the cone out in front of the other characters so you can tell where it is that, they're, that they are looking. And um, when you are playing this game, it's a stealth game. And stealth games are pretty cool. Um, you know, it, it very much reminds me of a Metal Gear style game. I mean, I haven't really played many Metal Gear games, but I've seen them played. And so Never Stop Sneaking, it looks pretty good. Again, the graphics, they look like they're 3DS, but when you zoom out, it doesn't matter as much. And the, you play the game zoomed out. I almost think that they'd be better off taking uh, the graphic style that they have and then for the cutscenes, just like make some other kind of cutscene because the cutscenes cut that they're showing are not that great. Um, but the fact that this comes from the creators of Dust... Uh, I, you know, that makes me more likely to check it out. So uh, check out the link in the show notes and see if it's a game for you. 
And with an eye to the future, tomorrow begins today. Nintendo, the world's leader in video games, has joined forces with Silicon Graphics, the world's leader in visual computing, to introduce the most exhilarating, breathtakingly realistic 3D video entertainment ever witnessed. Project Reality. So while I'm recording this right now is the Nintendo World Championships, so I don't know what's going on with it yet. I haven't had a chance to watch it. Um, I'm going to catch up on it afterwards, and I will let you guys know what happened with it on Tuesday, which is the next episode. But I just wanted to let you know that it's happening, and um, I can't believe I almost forgot about it. All right, let's check out the next story. He's back, he's here, he's Mario, knows the new and improved Mario in Super Mario All-Star so much. Mario is a Mario smorgasbord. It's all the way down Mario Brothers Adventures he ever played and then some. But this is Juice Star 16-bit only on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Mario. So it's bigger Mario, better Mario, in your face Mario. It's Raccoon Mario, Mario throwing fireballs, Mario hurling turnips, Mario negotiating an arms deal. Okay, maybe not. It's Mario like you've never seen him. What's 2 plus 2 Mario? What's the capital of Ohio Mario? You're gonna live, breathe, eat, sleep Mario in Super Mario All-Stars. Four complete Mario games, including the never-seen lost levels. You can't get more Mario than this. Super Mario Odyssey is compatible with all existing Amiibo. Some of them unlock exclusive outfits for Mario, while others give in-game help. Try tapping different Amiibo to see what you get. Note, all outfits can be unlocked in-game without Amiibo. This is how you're supposed to do it. You make some something that is compatible with the Amiibo, and then the people who have them can get them. And the people who don't, don't have to fill their house with plastic crap that they may or may not want. Plus the idea that Amiibo are often really hard to get a hold of. That really detracts from the ability for you to unlock things in the game without being able to get your hands on the Amiibo. Uh, Metroid, Samus Returns, I'm looking at you. The super hard mode for that game is locked behind uh, an amiibo that is rare and hard to find, and that's irritating. And I like that Nintendo is doing Super Mario Odyssey this way. I'm, you know, and I don't care if they support amiibo. I'm fine with them supporting amiibo, but always give players the option to find the stuff without the amiibo, even if that means we have to pay for it. Now, we shouldn't have to pay the same price as the Amiibo because we're not getting a physical thing as well. But, you know, make sure that we have access to the stuff, whether or not we want to fill our houses with plastic stuff. Anyway, so good job, Nintendo, for doing it right this time. I appreciate it, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that do as well. Yo, video game dudes, talk to me! This is James Diddy, Brunkaloo, the awesome video game enhancer for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Attach it to most of your video games. Double Dragon 3 or Super Mario Bros. 3. You can go to any level, live forever, jump higher, make your own effects, and get radical firepower. <laughs> Go to any level, jump higher, stay bigger, live forever. Game Genie, the radical video game. There's been a lot of times where, not just me, but other people as well, uh, but definitely me, have said, well, this game would be perfect on the Switch, or that game would be perfect on the Switch. And one of the games that I've said would be perfect on the Switch is um, Marvel Heroes, which is an MMO that you play where you play as the Marvel characters, uh, like Spider-Man and Iron Man and such, 
And um, it plays like Diablo, which is no big surprise because it was um, the guy in charge of it was the guy that created Diablo, David Brevik. And, you know, there's been a lot of times where I've looked at games like that, these free-to-play games like that or Smite or something else, and I've said, well, why is it that these companies aren't bringing their game to the Switch? The Switch is a fantastic platform, and it would be really good to play these games uh, these free-to-play games on uh, the Switch. And, you know, I never really thought about it, but um, there's a story today about World of Tanks. World of Tanks um, is a free-to-play MMO where you play as a tank and you drive around shooting other tanks. And they were asked, the the um, the senior game, devi- I'm sorry, designer Daryl Haiga uh, was asked, are you going to be bringing it to the Switch? And he said, everybody is asking me this question, and it's not like we do not have many Switches in the office because World of Tanks is free to play, and because we don't have an in on the ecosystem, we have to see what the install base is. It has to reach a certain install base before we can include it in our plans. The way that it works is because we're not selling a retail product, we do need a large number of players to support the cost of implementing the platform. So basically he's saying you can't go into a store and buy our game. There's no cost associated with it. And you can't throw it on the eShop for free if there's not a lot of people to buy it. Uh, So right now, because the um, Switch is so new, uh, it's, you know, it's only six months old at this point, but because it's so new, there's very few of those systems in the wild. I mean, right now, we're looking at the end of the year to possibly have 20 million, and I know that sounds like a really big number. Trust me when I say that develop two developers, that number, while a large number, was a huge surprise. And so it's it's something that they would have had to have been planning a long time for in order to have the game out already or in, in order to have the game out this year. It's tough for a game company to say, okay, we're going to do a wait-and-see approach, and then when it, when it hits its stride to have a game out in that first year, that's tough. That's really tough. Uh, he went on to say it's more than than just a question of, we have to have an economically viable product. That's why we have to watch the numbers real closely, and the executive team is always keeping track. Um, then somebody asked him if it could run on the hardware, and he said, our engineers would spend time to make it work. However, that is that is the thing. We have to make sure that we have enough of a budget to make sure that they can spend time to make it work. After all, the game launched on a 360 in 2014, so there's a pretty good chance the Nintendo Switch could handle it. Um, I, I just have to say that that's something that we have to keep in mind when people are asking for these free to play games to come to the switch. You have to remember that it's its first year and it has a small install base. And whenever you have a small install base, a free to play game is a very, very risky, risky move. Um, I know that there's some people that would say, well, why don't you just put it out as a $40 game? And then you give the players $40 worth of the in-game currency when you buy it. And while that seems like a good idea, I think that especially when you're talking about um, this idea that people have of the Switch tax where games are a little bit more expensive on the Switch, especially from indie developers because they don't have the 
the big bags of money to uh, throw an extra 10 bucks out the window. Um, when you're talking about that, you have to remember that people are going to be a little price sensitive. And if they brought it out on the Switch for $40 where it's free on the PS4, people would be really ticked off. Even if you're essentially getting the game for free and then getting $40 of in-game currency. I think that would drive a lot of people away. So I think that it's in their best interest to release the game. If they're going to bring it to the Switch, they're going to wait until there's a big enough install base and then release the game for free just like you do on the other platforms. But anyway, it's something that I hadn't really thought about before as to why we're not going to get a Marvel Heroes or a Smite or World of Tanks or any other number of free-to-play games. That being said, you know, there's a MOBA. Uh, it's an iOS MOBA, and I guess it's a pretty popular. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but it's coming to the Switch. And is it going to be a free game or not? That's something that we don't know. The challenge is ice hockey. The power is Nintendo. It's as slick as ice, as fast as fury. Throw in your shoulder, dig in your blade, blast it in, or be blown away. Ice hockey, now you're playing with power. And now we're into the lightning round. I'm going to go pretty quick with these last couple stories. It seems like we'll actually have a fast episode today. Uh, found on Reddit, there's this bug in FIFA 18 on the Switch where, this is funny, they have invisible players. So they're they're kicking the ball around on the field and they passes it and then it is uh, basically caught, or not caught, whatever it is that when you receive a ball in soccer. Uh, but he passes it to an invisible player, and that's really weird. Um, I, no, no word yet from EA on whether or not this is going to be fixed. I'm sure it will in time. EA is a big company, and they they're not going to let their um, their big soccer game sit out there uh, with a with a that's that is a game breaking bug. Um, anyway, I just thought I'd share that. I thought it was funny. Uh, second the, secondly, uh, Nintendo is looking for interns. Uh, now, don't get excited. This is Japan only. Uh, they posted this on their website, and then NintendoSoup.com translated it. Uh, so let me read the translation real quick. It says, well, here we go. Three types of experiences will be offered to interns, such as science and technology, sound and design. Um, oh, sound and design. There we go. There's the three. Uh, the company is also preparing a few other courses. Uh, this is only offered to residents living in Japan. Please check with your local Nintendo subsidiary for internship openings if you happen to be interested. I know that most of my audience is not from Japan, but I do know that I have a few people that listen from Japan. So hello, and hopefully you get a job at Nintendo. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, lastly... Uh, we've got the Splatfests announced for next weekend. That is the, I'm clicking on a calendar right now, the 13th. And, oh, of course, Friday the 13th. Perfect. So in North America, that's going to be werewolves versus vampires. In Japan, it is Dooley's versus Brella. Um, thank you to, oh gosh, who translated this for me? I cannot remember. Let me look it up. It was Kaylee. I, I'm sorry, Kaylee. I forgot. Uh, thank you for the translation, but it's not really Dooley's versus Brella. If you read the stuff, it's in Japanese, and Kaylee translated it to English for us. It's basically agility versus tenacity or athleticism versus book smarts. Um, 
So there you go. And then they use the umbrella versus the dualies as the icons for those, basically. And then finally, in the EU, they've got toilet paper front versus back. Like, are you going to hang the, the end of the toilet paper over the front of the roll or over the back? I think I talked about this on a previous episode. Um, we, we do it on the back in my house because we have cats, although the proper way is the front. Uh, anyway... Coming soon, October 10th, we've got uh, 88 Heroes, 98 Heroes Edition, uh, Tiny Barbarian DX, which I received a review code for, so thank you very much to them. I'm going to try and play that before the 10th. That's going to be tough with everything else I have to play. And then Toho Kaboto. <laughs> I really butchered that name. Uh, Toho Kabuto 5 Burst Battle, also on the 10th. And then I think that Yobo and the Celestial Elephants is coming out on the 10th as well, but I can't remember. I'm going to look that up real quick. And I was wrong. It's actually on the 12th, and that's Yono and the Celestial Elephants, not Yobo. So make sure you get that right, Bill. Anyway, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that uh, you'd like me to talk about, let me know. Uh, If you're looking for... Uh, a way to support the show. The best way is to write a review on iTunes. Uh, you could also share the show with a friend. If um, you are looking for other ways to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support. There you'll find links to my wife's Etsy page as well as the Patreon um, and uh, my Amazon affiliate link, which lets you buy the things that you normally buy at Amazon and I get a cut for no reason and it doesn't actually cost any extra. Um, I'd also like to once again thank our sponsor, the Podnuts Podnet Podcast Network. I can't speak today. Uh, as well as Noteblock and Tom Winter for the use of their music on the show. Check out their YouTube pages. And that is it for today. Thank you guys and I'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. <music> Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. 